Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. We're here with Helen Tarran. Today I'm actually going to talk about fair market value for commercial property. Now the market is extremely, extremely hot out there and that's why this is such a a trending topic about fair market value. Now you might be going out there, you're at an auction or you're in a close of an EOI and you're bidding against other buyers and you're wondering to know what exactly is the fair market value? Am I paying above market? Am I paying below market? Look, everyone wants a bargain, right? Absolutely, everybody wants a bargain. But how do you ensure that you're not overpaying for a property rather than, you know, underpaying for a property? I mean, we don't have problems if we're underpaying for a property, but we absolutely have an issue if we're overpaid for a property. And I can tell you a lot of people at auctions are overpaying for properties and a lot of property, a lot of people are paying above my asking price for property. Now, should you be doing that? What are some of the things you should consider when you are actually looking at the market? So um, I want to cover off a few things. So fair market value is actually about four different points. So the first point is obviously I'm going to talk about the tenant. So the tenant. So that is about who is in the, the property. And the other one I'm going to talk about is I'm going to talk about the lease term. So how long is the lease and how that affects market value. The other thing I'm going to talk about is property type. So what kind of property are you buying in the commercial property space? So property type. And then, of course, I want to then cover off um, your tenant, your lease term and property type. But the most important thing is location, as in where you are actually buying the property, right? So whether you're buying in metro or regional makes a big difference because people are actually trending more into regional now. And we've been in the regional market for really five years now. And so that makes us a real expert of seeing where the market was before, where it is now, and where you should actually be back. Should you be in regional? Should you be in metro? Now, let's go and have a look at this. For tenant, what are some of the things you need to look for? So depending on the tenant, right? So we have the, the idea of a tenant is that is it a what I call a brand name tenant? Is a brand name tenant? Is it a, um, a stable tenant? Or is it a um, basically your run-of-the-mill mum and dad tenant? Right? That is really the reason why we look at it, what it is, right? So you look at those brand name, brand name. Uh, we look at brand name, stable tenant, or mum and dad tenant. That affects your market yield or market return um, and whether you're buying at a fair market price. The other thing is lease term. Is it one year? Is it five years? Is it 10 years? Is it three years? Like how long is the lease term? And that really matters. And whether it is a net lease or a gross lease, right? So net lease or gross lease, how long is the term of the lease really matters. Property type. So that's whether it's warehouse, office, retail. What is it? What type of it? And, and, and that changes. And then location. So we're doing metro. And metro, are we talking Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane? Or are we talking metro as in Cairns, WA, um, uh, ACT? Or are we talking South Australia? Which one are we talking in metro? Because that all changes as well. And then we're talking about regional. 
All right, so regional, are we talking regional in terms of regional as in large towns like a Rockhampton or a Townsville or even like fringes of Cairns or we're talking like a Wagga or an Aubrey or we're looking at the peninsula in Melbourne or we're looking, you know, where are we talking about in terms of regional or we're more rural as in we're more inland or are we talking, you know, are we talking more mining? So whereabouts does the regional sit? So all of those metrics, so you can see that when you're looking at fair market value, you're looking at four key factors so the four key factors tenant lease property type and also location right four key factors and then each of those factors actually break down to three and four categories so when you're looking at the overall fair market value you're looking at 12 to possibly 16 different changing metrics that you have to balance out in order for you to actually get the property at the fair market price so for non-expert, this is very, very hard. You have to literally sit and go through piles and piles of information to be able to grasp any one of those. And any one of those metrics change. It influences the whole dynamics of the deal. And that's why sometimes in a commercial deal, when you start out to when you end, it's totally different. So that's why you think, well, how the hell do I know? I'm, should I be paying 2% for this property in terms of yield or should I be paying 10%? And a lot of people are looking at mining towns at the moment and sending me deals and going, should I be buying in Chinchilla? Should I be buying in Mount Isa? Well, the thing is, Mount Isa and Chinchilla used to be 14%. They're probably in your location, your rural location. So if you get a brand name tenant in a rural location or mining location like, you know, Mount Isa or Chinchilla, you know, and they are on five or ten year stable tenancies um, and the property type, let's say, is warehouse, the best type that people are looking for right now in this market, well, that's probably going to be an 8% yield right now. So that's where it changes. But however, let's say that it's the same property, but it's not the brand name tenant. So let's say you still get a five-year lease and it is still in Mount Isa or Chinchilla, so you're in mining, it's still a warehouse tenant, but all of a sudden you've gone from a brand name tenant, which can be super cheap auto, or it can be any of those brand name type tenants like, you know, bow repairs, you've changed all of that, and all of a sudden you have a tenant that is a... Um, Possibly, you know, like a mum and dad, like like say a mechanic shop that's going to give you a five year lease plus more, and they've been there for ten or fifteen years. Then all of a sudden, you've gone from eight percent yield to now should be paying ten or eleven percent for that deal. Okay, so you know that change, just the change of tenor has changed. The, the yield on that. And it's very hard to say because most people can't grasp their head around it. So but what happens if you have a brand name tenant like a super cheap or bow repairs in somewhere like Chinchilla with the warehouse end, but all of a sudden they've got two more years to run on their lease. They don't all have your brand new five-year lease and they're an aspiring lease. How much should you be paying for that? Well, the yield goes back up again because there's there's certain sort of levels, but it might not go up to 10 or 11%. It might go up to a 9% because you're paying for the risk of them not renewing and then having possibly a 12-month vacancy. But let's look at a scenario if it was in Metro. So right now, the most secure property that people are looking for in Metro and what they're paying, what they consider, or what I would consider a fair market value is a warehouse property, which is trending between 5 to 5.5%, a brand name tenant, which then drops the yield once more. So let's just put it this way. Your warehouse property is probably sitting 5 to 5.5% right now. Your retail property is sitting around your 6.5%, possibly 7s if you're lucky, but 6.5%. Your office space sits one level above that, so it's trending 
spending a seven to seven and a half percent, depending on where you're buying. But if you're buying seven and a half percent across the board in Metro, you're doing really well. But that's where it's trending. And of course, I'm talking about this is um, Queensland Metro. If you're in Sydney, you need to drop one year one percent yield down for every one of those. So your warehouse is four and a half percent, your retail's five and a half, your office space is six and a half, and that's the same in Melbourne as well. But let's say this is Metro Brisbane. This is what you're looking for. Your five and a half. Um, is your off? It's your warehouse type property. So it's your warehouse with your run of the mill, what we call stable tenants. So you've got your stable tenants in there, and then um, they might be, you know, in the middle of a three-year lease, right? That's that's your five and a half stable tenant. Three-year lease, anything above that, you're going to be paying for a yield. Five and a half percent tenant. That's stable tenant on the middle of a three-year lease to go. Um, established tenant history in a good location that is a warehouse property around the Brisbane, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast area. That's five and a half every day of the week, right? Right now in this market. Now, changes that. Let's add some changes. So what happens? You have a brand named tenant comes in. So your mechanic goes or your trade tenant goes and all of a sudden you have a national tenant that comes in, right? Brand name tenant, same three-year lease. It goes from four, five and a half drops down to four and a half because it's more security. More security, less returns. Just remember, more security, less returns. Less security, more returns. So that's what happens, right? And now all of a sudden, the market's willing to pay four and a half. That's your fair market value. Really, fair market value is really what someone is willing to pay for for your property, what they're willing to pay for it, right? Um, that's what people define it. But whether that is fair market value for you or not, that's an individual question that when we talk to our clients, we try to establish that value based on them as part of our strategy session and a part of about building out their portfolio but what market value is is about what people are paying in the market what they're willing to pay what they perceive as value and that's really different from what you will perceive as value and that's where the conversation differs just because someone's willing to pay five and a half or four and a half for a property doesn't mean you will doesn't mean that I agree with it doesn't mean what I think is fair in terms of a long-term outlook on a property so for you we need to have that personal conversation. So that's why you need to reach out to me at helentarrant.com. But going back to this, so we go to four and a half. Now, that's because you've got a brand name tenant, still three years to go, a, a very trending, you know, warehouse property in a good location. Now, let's see that changes. That's changes and we go to the next level. So we go to the next level and we now go to the, um, we go to the fact that, you know, it's a brand name tenant, but all of a sudden they've got one year to go on their lease. Well, that goes back to five and a half percent. So because of the less security, remember, less security, more return, more security, less return. Now let's just say that, um, that it's, it's now that the, the property type has changed. Let's say we still have three years lease. We have a stable tenant and all of a sudden it's not a warehouse property. It's a retail property. So it's a retail office, uh, no, retail space. And it might be a cafe, might be a restaurant. It might be, you know, a convenience store. Uh, it's just a retail space. All of a sudden that property is six and a half percent. It's six and a half percent because people are associating more risks with retail. So therefore you end up with more um, more returns, right? So let's say that changes again. It goes to an office space. You might get a professional tenant, a lawyer or an accountant, a professional tenant. That's what we call a stable tenant. They go, um, they go to an office space. It's a good location for an office space. They've got a three year lease. Market can perceives that with the current COVID levels that it is not secure. So they want seven plus for that. Seven plus is they want a premium because of their risk in this. So it's all about risk money, right? So 
in that sense what happens now is that in order for you to get that deal that's a seven percent so if you're chasing yield that may be the right deal for you and that is actually fair market value because a an accountant who is actually really really stable in a property that's been the, they've been there for two or three terms having three years ago on the lease you're getting a seven percent that is a good deal that is a deal we can write every single day of the week and provided that we do all the due diligence of course on it as well but let's say that changes let's say you have a um you have a metro property right you have an office space right which people perceive risky right so metro's metro office it's already a seven percent you have a stable tenant this is your seven percent but all of a sudden your tenant changes your tenant is no longer a state or not only stable tenant they become a medical tenant so you now have a medical tenant in there operating and that could be a specialist that could be a fertility clinic that could be a um an allied health like a chiro or physio it could be someone who imports exports um doctors or medical goods or equipment all of those things it becomes a medical tenant then the yield drops so you drop from seven, you're now at six again because more people are perceiving the tenant as secure. So they pay for it to have more security in the market. So there's so many metrics that moves. And one of the things you'll find is when you get into a commercial deal, sometimes as you do the due diligence, these metrics, those 12 to 14 or 16 metrics all changes and you have to define what exactly is a, what exactly is the deal and how you can cut the deal to make sure it's still equitable for you and that's where most people make make mistakes stuff up and walk away from a deal where they could restructure the deal and that's where something that we actually specialize in what we do uh but again coming back to this what if you change locations so let's say that we are no longer in metro brisbane we're going to be in sydney right a sydney office property is trending at five and a half percent right but all of a sudden you have a medical tenant in there now it's dropped to four and a half purely because it is perceived as secure so your your key location your appears as secure so anything that is more secure than the average in the market you pay for it by having less returns further what if we move what if we go to wa what if we go to south australia well there's firstly less investors most people who are in sydney melbourne prefer to either invest on the long the east coast so that's investing in their own backyard so your melbourne or sydney or further they go they go into queensland right but if they had to go to wa or they had to go to south australia they feel like they should get a premium because they're actually investing out of their comfort zone and when they're out of their comfort zone they feel like they need to have a premium in order for them to do the deal because if you're buying a six and a half or seven percent yielding property in wa well you might as well buy a six percent or five and a half percent in sydney where they can be in their backyard and go and look at it uh, for most people they will pay and hate that hit in that half a percent rather than the other way around so uh, in order for you to to work out what exactly is the yield, you've got to keep comparing it back. You've got to have a baseline. And this is what we do because we get to know the market so well because we do so many deals. We know what the baseline is. And when we see a good deal come through, we can tell our clients, okay, this is a good deal because these are what's trending in the market. This is how the metrics works. And this is how one metric changes. It changes the whole deal. And that's where you have to really be careful when you're out there looking on your own. One single metric changes then it changes the whole deal. Sometimes people think, okay, I bought two streets away, you know, and I'm getting 2% above what someone got within the main street. Well, yes, but you're also getting less rent in that area. Um, yes, less traffic flow. Yes, 
less suitable A-class tenants. So that affects the yielding. Yes, you should be getting more yield for that or more return for your money for that because you're not in the high streets or in the prime locations. So that is also something to really consider as well. So any of those metrics change, the deal changes and you need to then renegotiate or reconsider and rerun the numbers and really sit there and think about it. So what we do during due diligence, we actually think a lot about the deal as we actually go through the due diligence. We actually get to know the property so intimately and also our clients and we know that at what point this is a doable deal. But then coming back to this, if we're going to be in WA, for example, and there's a 7% yielding property in, in Perth, right? And and it, let's say it's a warehouse property and I'm looking at that property and might be, you know, a three-year lease to a stable tenant in a warehouse property at 7% in WA in Perth. I'm looking at that property and what are my first thoughts are, all right, that might be what they're asking for. But if I'm going to be investing from a Sydney investor's point of view, or I might have a Melbourne investor or I have a Brisbane investor, what is my risk or what is my basically, what's the risk money that I'm putting in there? So I really need something to be more attractive than the 7% for me to invest in WA because I could just take that same, let's say a million dollars and invest in my local backyard. So, you know, if I, instead of 6 or 7%, I'll get 6% here in um in Brisbane, or I'll get 6% in, um, in the, you know, in the Gold Coast. And for me, that is more secure. And I, yes, there's a 1% difference, but there's another metrics at the back that we haven't considered, which is the back end growth of the property. So you definitely get more growth on any of the things on the East Coast, um, you know, bar probably, um, South Australia, which is a little bit more flatter and, um, yeah, but in some of the inland suburbs and, and regional, but you definitely generally get more growth in the east than you are in Western Australia. So therefore you will go, okay, well, I'm going to make up for the 1% of the back end anyway. So I might as well invest in the east coast. And that's where you balance some of those things up. But of course, if you've got an eight or eight and a half percent in Perth, definitely, or, or WA, you definitely consider it. Or if you get one in regional, you definitely consider it. And the same when you're in South Australia, again, you, you have to take into account, okay, so what kind of growth am I going to get in the back end of that? Um, along with my 14 or 16 or 12 metrics and uh, what am I growth going to get on the back end of that in comparison to you know what I'm getting um, in some of the major states and would I be better off investing in those states so there is actually a lot of data to process uh, when you are looking at a deal it's not just a straightforward look find it a real commercial that must be if they're trending at at 7%, that must be what fair market value. Because there's a lot of vendors out there who's putting deals on the market because they're hoping someone will pay a premium for that because they know it's a strong tenant and they know that someone will pay a premium. So really, when you are looking at deals, you need to look through the different metrics. Remember the four, uh, the tenant, the location, the lease, the property type. Then break that down into further four of each. So what type of tenant do you have? Brand name, you know, franchise tenants, you've got your uh, stable tenants, you've got your mum and dad tenants. Um, so your unsophisticated tenant, your lease term, you know, one year, two years, three years, five or ten. And also whether it's a gross lease or a net lease really matters because some people, you know, there is, uh, you know, if, if your strata goes up then, you know, you're going to have less returns in the future. If your insurance goes up and your tenant's not paying for that, you might, you know, end up with less of that. You, there's buffering. And, and we work through that through, through a way of systemizingly work through whether the yield balances out the risk as well. Property type, should you be in warehouse? Is warehouse too flooded? I mean, at the moment, we're having a horde of people investing in warehouses. For me personally, you don't have to invest in a warehouse to actually get the gains in the back end because swings are roundabouts. In the future, in a little bit, um, you know, where, where people,
people get back to work and build the confidence, you know, from some t from really June next year, people are going to have a bit more confidence. You know, leasing is going to go up. You're going to find retail are going to come back and retail is going to come back fairly strong. And then you're going to have offices that are on flow. And all of that, you know, all those people who are bought in now at a low period where people don't want to have that risk is going to get a significant kick in the back end. So you've got to think about that as well. And then location. Where in which state do you want to buy? Do you want to buy rural, metro, um, regional and then that changes because large regional towns demands a lower yield more security uh, less risk and then you know your normal rural towns so you also got to think about that so there's lots and lots of different things to actually think about when you're doing deals and working out what fair market value is but just remember you've got to establish a base and the base is usually stable tenant three to five year lease property type whether it's warehouse office or retail um, and then location. Once you establish the major ones, uh, you get an understanding of it, and then you can go deeper into the metrics of how all of those things in SA change, each of the things change. So again, I hope this has shown you that we're real experts in this marketplace in terms of commercial property. But one of the things, key things to remember is commercial property is not a trigger happy decision. You don't just go and go, yeah, I'm desperate to buy and I just buy anything. It's not about that. It's actually about careful consideration, careful strategizing, put it, the strategy in place, work out a plan for financials, financial success and financial freedom, which is what we do every single day with our client. Build that plan, implement that plan. And we're here to guide you and help you and mentor you through that process so that you know you're doing it right. You're moving towards your goal rather than away from your goal. So um, so hopefully that's helped helped you to understand a little bit about fair market value. If you want to reach out to us and I, and I really am keen to talk to you about how I can help you to achieve financial success through commercial property, reach out to me below helentarrant.com or at um, click below to book in for a uh, strategy session or reach out to me at helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au. So until next time, keep hunting. Bye for now. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.